0: Welcome to the Dear Professor Series, where college students who take courses online speak their minds. I am your host and e-learning strategist, Dr. Kelly Alston, who is honored to have a conversation with today's guest as she sheds light on her experiences as an online student. I've been teaching online since 2004 and made the tough decision to obtain my PhD through an online program. So I have been both an online instructor and an online student. As a result, I know that some wonderful things are happening with online programs, as well as some not so wonderful things going on. The purpose of this series is to help professors and students experience a more fulfilling online learning environment by allowing students to reveal their needs and pet peeves. I hope that this information will support professors in making the necessary changes or adjustments in the design and delivery of their online courses, which should ultimately enhance student success and satisfaction with distance education. So if you're interested in hearing what students have to say about their lived experiences online, please hit that subscribe button and the notification bell so that every Wednesday at 8 p.m. the latest episode will come straight to you. Also, feel free to comment about anything said and ask questions. If you are listening via a podcast platform, please be sure to follow and rate the series so that your interest and opinion of the show are made known. Today, I am honored to be sharing this time and space with Mrs. Crystal Benford. Crystal. Dr. Alston. Yes. (laughs) Listen, when I was growing up, there was something people in the South used to say, and that was, what you know good? So today, instead of asking you, how are you doing? As I always do. I want to know, what you know good, Crystal? Well, look, like they used to say in
1: the church, giving honor to God. Okay, we're not (laughs) going to go there. (laughs) Yeah, give testimony, oh, give testimony. I'm, I'm trying to tell you, you know, God is good. You know, there's been a lot of transition, I think, in everybody's lives, including my own. You know, and so I'm starting to see things turn around for the good of me and my family, as well as for my friends and loved ones. So that is something good, honey. That is something amazing. So I have a confident expectation of what's to come. And I'm so excited about this interview and what's going to come after it. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. So Crystal, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, hey everybody, all you listeners, <laughs> I'm crystal. I'm Crystal Benford. Uh, as Dr. Austin mentioned, I'm a wife, I'm a mother, entrepreneur, and the author of a book called "Avoiding the Self-Sabotage Trap." Now, I have a bunch of different, well, a couple of different businesses, but I'll kind of give you a little bit about each. One of my businesses is Zeely Creative, which is a brand studio where we help service-based business owners build unforgettable brands and websites. Love the creative side of that. And my other business is um, actually uh, kind of a two-part. You know, one part focuses on teaching others how to improve their mindsets through our products and services or and trainings. The other part is more of a mentorship that works with aspiring and new entrepreneurs, which helps them to transition into entrepreneurship by shifting that mindset. So, if you know anything about working for somebody else, it is a mindset shift to shift from that to running and operating your own business. And then also, we help them to implement strategic actions to launch their businesses. So, I'm going to end with this a fun fact about me is that I am a singer and songwriter, actually an award-winning singer and songwriter. I got an award through Gospel Music Association some years ago, but also I am a makeover queen, okay? Whether it's dishes in the kitchen, not dishes, recipes in the kitchen, whether it is a room, whether it is an outfit, honey, I love to makeover. So I like taking anything that looks like chaos and transforming it into functionality. So that's a little about me. (laughs)
0: Yes, yeah, so Crystal, you are just so multifaceted and multi-talented. So let's talk a little bit more about the mindset piece. How did you get into uh, that training and understanding more about how the mindset works? Ooh, we and it's been some years.
1: Um, I know Dr. Austin doesn't like us talking about her, but um, it was some years that we were talking about how how there were so many um, things we didn't know that stemmed from our mindsets and our upbringing and stuff that sh- helped shaped our mindset that were not working. And so really, we just made a conscious decision to start learning how to Shift the mindset from what we knew all of our lives, what we've seen in our family, what we've seen in our communities, you know, shift the mindset to that, what we, what we thought was normal, but was not working, shift it into a place where we were actually like, okay, let's make these changes so that we can start seeing different manifestations and different changes in our lives in different areas. So that's where it began, which started years ago let's be honest it started some years ago but it took daily work sometimes when i say daily i'm talking about two times you know i'm talking about two times it took (laughs) took some some work like two times a day is what i'm trying to say in the morning we have to do this sometimes midday but definitely morning and evening before bed changing that mindset you know reordering our thoughts so that's how it started. It started by trying to unravel lies that we thought were truths and they weren't truths. So that's where it all started years ago.
0: So when you work with um, prospective entrepreneurs or people that are already entrepreneurs, do you find that they understand how important mindset is or, or not? Ooh, not. Okay. But I think I've, I've had very few
1: and i mean very few where i could probably count on one hand new entrepreneurs that i work with where they are very clear they're not only clear with the direction they want to take their company but they're very clear with who they are you know and and i think and i think the majority of people that i work with they they don't they don't even have a clue about all the work that is that that it entails for them to transition from employee to employer and so that is a major shift like just getting them to understand just that that beginning part that in itself is a major shift before we even get into the you know into the
0: the the big scope of what we're working with them on if that makes any sense Yes. And I'm so glad you share that because, you know, in this social media world, it seems like everybody's a coach or an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. You know, they make it sound, seem so flashy and easy to do. Um, mm-hmm. That internal piece of working on that mindset and shifting when we've been programmed to be employers, basically, I mean, you know, employees, I mean, basically, mm-hmm. um, is probably a, a challenge for a lot of people that they don't recognize.
1: So it really,
0: is. So really quickly, um, how was it to receive this award from the Gospel Music Association? And how old were you then? If you don't Oh know?
1: my gosh. Yeah, I don't <laughs> mind telling. I was um let me see, goodness, how old was I? I think I, I think I was early thirties. Okay. Yeah, I think I was early early thirties. I don't think I was late 20s. I might have been late twenties, maybe. Like maybe twenty nine, maybe something like that. If I wasn't thirty. Okay. Yeah, but um I felt Like at first I thought I lost. So I was like, okay, moving on, you know? And then when they called my name at the ceremony, I was like, what? And so I was sitting there and they were calling my name, but because I thought I lost, I didn't pay attention. And people were pushing me like, they're calling you. That's you. They're calling you. They're, they're, they're naming, they're calling you and they're, you know, saying your song name. And I was like, what? And the guy on the stage was like, come on up. Crystal (laughs) Bifford. So for no more pain. Little, you didn't have your little spe- speech already? I ready. didn't. I did not. And you know, actually, the way their ceremonies are, it's not something where you could go up and get a give a speech like the Grammys or the oh, Stills okay. or the Devil Awards. Yeah, yeah, it's nothing like that. So you go up, you get it, they celebrate you, everybody takes pictures, and then you're off the stage. Like, it's, it's that fast. But I had no clue. Like, people were pushing me, like, they're saying your song. And the guy was like, Crystal Benford for... <laughs> you know, for um no more pain. Yeah, he's looking like come on up. And I'm like, What? Yeah, so it was
0: so funny. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, but I felt is. so good. That's incredible. So let's talk about these online courses. What is your general experience with taking courses online? Well, my general experience
1: is not as vast as most of your um your guests on your show. I only had like maybe a little less than two years, but my experience, I have to say, was amazing. Even though it was scary for me because I had never done any online course, anything online learning, I hadn't done it up to that time. But it was, even though it was scary, it was a great
0: experience. Okay. So, in those less than two years, what were you pursuing in that time? A di- yeah, a digital design degree. Okay. Digital design, yes. All right. So, if you were to rate that experience that you said was so wonderful on a scale of one to ten, with ten being outstanding and one being horrific, what rating would you give, and why? I would
1: say a nine. Because uh, I, and the reason why I won't give a ten, because I don't, I don't think anything's perfect in this right. world. <laughs> yeah. okay. So, so I would say a nine, and the reason being is because when I, when I went to regular school, I went to the school that I went to when I was younger, but when I went to that school, it was so disorganized. Mm -hmm. Like it was like kind of get in where you fit in type of, you know, type of facility. And so, um, and it was a well-known school, but it just was very unorganized. It was like the teachers kind of didn't care. There was, you know, most of my professors didn't have any syllabus. It was just kind of like you get it for the week, but you don't get it for the semester. You know, but when I came in, the reason why I would give online learning a nine is because everything was so organized. Like you came in and here is the syllabus and it was given to you in advance and you saw what you were going to, you know, create, you know, over the course of the pro, over the course of that, that course. And, you know, and then you had the office hours for your instructors and some instructors even had more than just their office hours. And then you had the tutors like, and everything was just so pristine. Like it was just so lined up and just so easy to follow. And it just made it, Easier. It just made it easier. It made me feel a little more secure and confident in, you know, moving forward with with online education. And I didn't, there was no guesswork in it. And I think that's what I like. I don't like guesswork. So there was no guesswork in it. Everything was just to the
0: point and clear. Yes. Well, that's a remarkable rating. I think that's the first nine that we have had this season. And I like the the fact that you talked about um, what sounded like to me was customer service. Um, Yes. Whether that's from the instructor or from the school in general, that makes an impact on a student with how smoothly things go from enrolling to finding what you need on the course. So I think that's um, really good that you highlighted how effective their customer service was and how it made you feel. Absolutely. And, you know, you
1: you touched on something that I thought that I think is really good too. It was the customer service, even from the onboarding experience. So that same excellence went from my onboarding experience all the way through the entire, you know, through my entire schooling at, at that particular institute. You know, so I think, yeah, I mean, they, they, (laughs) <laughs> they really went over and above with their whole system set up. Cause I think the guy that onboarded me, he was even checking in with me probably up until half the semester to make sure. Do you need anything? How's everything going? You know, how are your instructors, you know, so they really had a well-oiled machine. So I, I like how you pulled on that. Cause it did, it did help
0: to feel nurtured all the way through. Yes. And so I hope anyone listening out there, that might be an administrator Um, in a place of influence in an online program that you understand how important customer service is to retain your students and make their learning experience meaningful. So now, Crystal, Mm -hmm. let's think about when you um, entered college, you talked about that traditional type education that you had and that college was unorganized. How was it for Mm -hmm. you to, um, to start or enroll in a program as a full fledged adult with a family um, as mm-hmm. opposed to when you pursued it as when you were like 18 or 19 years old and you were in a traditional learning environment oh how was it like like what were the differences <laughs> yeah like because you were now yeah. an adult and, you, know, you have other responsibilities right. that you didn't have when you were like 18 or 19 so exactly managing all of that going to school and managing your family and all of that how was that for you
1: Oh, man, it was such, they were so two totally different crystals. (laughs) (laughs) And the reason being because I think I was not clear on my objective when I went into school the first time. And I was kind of all over the place, you know, I, you know, I went to a historical black college. So and it was on the beach. You know, so it's like I was thinking of the fun aspect and on top of that, not being clear of what I wanted to do. You know, I thought I wanted to be, you know, I went into pre-med when I first started. So (laughs) which is weird, but, but I went into pre-med when I first started. Cause I was like, I want to be a doctor, you know, and then come to find out I start getting through those calculus classes. I was like, clearly this is not your calling, <laughs> you know, but, but you know, but I think, I, I, and I think on top of that, I wasn't confident within myself and who I was, which caused a lot of confusion as far as me, even just picking and sticking to a subject. And so um, in that, online lecturing has never been my thing. I didn't realize that until I was well into my adulthood that I just, and maybe because I'm a creative, I just do not thrive in sitting there and listening to someone lecture and then, okay, now your homework is page blah, blah, blah. You know, that just, it just does not work for me. And so, and I think that deterred me as well. So I did horrible. I did horrible the first time around. But then the second time around, like you said, I was married, I was a new mother, and I decided to go back to school. I think the first thing that mature woman thought was that, I'm not about to be in school with a bunch of little kids. Okay, that's how I probably thought, you know, (laughs) I'm not going to class, okay? So, and I didn't want to sit, I didn't want to sit through lectures, you know, so I was just like, um... Yeah, there's got to be a better way. And I'm going to do something that is going to pique my interest, not something that I think is going to make me money, which there can be a, a huge difference. Okay. You know, and, and, and in the beginning, I was chasing, you know, chasing the money. A doctor, of course, you think doctors make money. I mean, I grew up with the Huxtables. If you remember the Huxtables, the Co- the Bill Cosby show. Right. You know, so I was ch- chasing that life. But then to go back, I'm mature I know what I want to do. I know, I kind of know myself now that I am a true creative and, um, and I, and I really wanted to finish school since I didn't finish the first time. I really wanted to finish school, especially being a, a new mother. And I wanted to create something, not just for myself and my family, but also for my child, for my legacy, you know? So I think I had a completely different mindset, you know, going to school years later as well as I had a different work ethic and I saw value in things later on that I would not have seen at 18, 19
0: years old. So I hope that answers the question. <laughs> oh, yes, it does. Um, because over the 20 years that, you know, from teaching online, I've noticed that, and this is not to say that young students are not focused by no means, because right. I was a young student and I was very focused, But I'm, and not to generalize, but I noticed that students that come to school that are um maybe I should say, have something to lose or something to gain.
1: <laughs> yes,
0: know? yes. Uh, they have families, they have jobs already that they are really focused oftentimes on um, their learning a, in a different way than the younger student is. And they're just not, they're not there for the games They're not there, you know, for the experience. Right. You know, they really try to take responsibility for, them, for themselves and apply them. Mm-hmm. Glad that you pointed that out. All right, Crystal. So let's talk about your needs as an online student. A need is defined as something you require because it is essential or very important. When you click on the online course or courses that you were enrolled in, what did you require or desire from the professor and the course to be successful? Oh, that's
1: a wonderful question, Dr. Austin. Okay, good. So I have three, honey. Okay. okay, okay. I have three. <laughs> I have three. Okay. My first one is clear instructions. I do not like vague stuff. Like I don't, I don't, I don't want to have to piece together what you're telling me to do. So that's number one, clear instructions. Number two is quick response turnarounds from my professor. So if I hit a snag that I just cannot get myself out of, you know, I I scheduled my time with the tutoring team and and I can't get to them and I need something that's going to help me to get this project in on time and not delay what I have to do for that class. Then please respond back. It should not take more than 24, 48. So it should not take that long for you to get back. Especially if my question is not you know, not like, um, really, really hard, you know, for you to do, but please get back. Even let me know that you got my message and that, you know, you running behind or whatever the case is, but a quick response is definitely a need. And then also good feedback, good feedback, whether it's from my professor or whether it's in a du- group discussion from my peers, I like good feedback because I think it helps
0: us to grow. So those are my online needs. Okay. I need those. <laughs> Okay. When we talk about clear instructions, I really, I really want to delve into this. What yes. makes the instructions clear for you?
1: Oh, that's good. Um number
0: one, give me the
1: the the overall what we call in design, and I think they do that in, in other um other arenas as well or other industries as well. Give me the full brief. So give me the descri- the description of what this overall assignment is about. And then give me, if there's homework, which usually there is homework attached to it, then break down what you want us to do exactly, even if it's bulleted out in that assignment in order for it to be fully complete and, and acceptable on your end as the professor. So um, let me see, can I give an example? So, So say, for example, I'll use one of the classes that I had um, with, with, uh, doc- doc- not doctor, with professor Margaret, um, she would always give a brief, like she would give the history behind, you know, what we were going to do. So that class was typography, which is the study of fonts or is the study of type characters, which are letters for those that may not know, but like, say for example, she would give the history behind, okay, th- this week we're going to create artwork based off of type. Which is which are fonts pretty much. And here is the history behind that, why we're doing that, and how you can create art out of that. Then she gives, you know, the bullet. Now, this is what I need you to do. One, you need to do X, Y, and Z. Bullet two, you need to make sure it has X, A, B, and C. Bullet three, it, it cannot incorporate this, but you can add this. You know what I mean? So I like stuff like that. That's very detailed in that way. I don't have to guess what well, did she want this in there? Or am I doing too much? Am I doing too much work or am I doing too little? But she had it. I mean, she had the nail on the, how do they say the the hammer N- on the nail? The or nail the, on the, head. Well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I cannot get it together. Right. She had the nail on the head, but I mean, it was clear. I never had to question it, and, and I could just forge ahead in my assignment and usually be done early because I had all the instructions.
0: Yes. I love how you broke that down. Okay. Yay. So, Crystal, I have a favorite book, and it's called E-Learning and the Science of Instruction. I know that probably mm-hmm. sounds like that's one of your favorite books, but when it comes to, <laughs> when it comes to instructional design, let's put it that way. Yeah. authored by doctors Ruth Clark and Richard Mayer. And they recommend that those who design instruction incorporate graphics that help the learner understand or organize the material. Now, when they're talking about graphics, that, that includes static illustrations like drawings or charts, graphs, maps, photos, and even animation or video. Mm -hmm. Now, when you were in design school, I'm curious to know, did you experience the use of both graphics and words to help you understand the content? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think we probably
1: had so many graphics because it was a design school and it was a design course. Mm -hmm. So, of course, they had to give us a lot of examples you know, to to what they're looking for in our work that we had to turn in. And then also not just examples, but to give us inspiration, you know, and I think um, pairing the two for, and for me, because I'm a visual learner, pairing the two, um, I think just really enhanced the message of what they were trying to get us to learn as well as what they were trying to get us to do. So having graphics, oh, absolutely. I think it's necessary. Even if you're not in design school, I think it's necessary, especially for us visual learners. It really, it really, you know, pinpointed exactly what we needed to gain. And that's through our eye as well as what we were reading. And then you put the two together. It's just explosive with understanding. (laughs) You know, it's just (laughs) explosive with understanding. It just makes it
0: so much easier moving forward. Yeah, I'm so glad you shared that because I was going to be shocked if you said no, we did not have. All right. <laughs> um, because, you know, I took online courses for about three to four years, three and a half years, you know, uh-huh. and um, my courses did not include graphics and words.
1: And oh, wow.
0: so I think it's important to emphasize how much graphics uh, promote learning. Um, it's just a powerful mm-hmm. you know, strategy to combine. Words with videos, words with charts, so that you understand. And it doesn't matter what discipline that you're in, that's really important. You know, they say a picture is worth a thousand words. Yes. I've often wondered how many words is a video worth? Hmm. A million. <laughs> <laughs> know, a million. What you, what you say, so you gave me that. That was on cue. Good job. <laughs> So uh, I know your online education is uh, provided this foundation for launching your business, even if you didn't know that that's what you were going to do when you started. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, did your school train you on how to use what you learned to either be a, a better employer, employee, I, just, I keep someone to say employer, Donna, to mm-hmm. be an employee or to even build a business? Did they take that graphic design knowledge and say, okay, this is what you can do with this? Ooh no! <laughs> oh.
1: that, I would say that is, that is the one thing that is completely missing. Now it might have changed since then because mm-hmm. hopefully somebody. I know a guy that I look up to on YouTube that I followed for years, and he gives great advice and stuff. Um, I call him my my um imaginary mentor, right? Uh But (laughs) yeah, uh, Chris Doe, Chris Doe, D O like do love, 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 love him. But I think he might have filled that gap on a significant level, you know. Um, since you know since I've been out of school, and I know he helped me. That's he's one of the reasons why I was able to successfully go into business and have a creative mindset as well as a business mindset. But as far as school. They had nothing. They were like, we're going to give you the skills. And then we had one one webinar, was it a webinar? Yeah, it was one webinar we had like towards the end when we're getting closer to graduation where they had this guy come in and he told us what agencies are looking for, what they don't want to see, you know, the do's and don'ts of trying to get a job, meaning working for someone else. But that's all we had. If you wanted to build a business, you had to learn that on your own. Even when you got out into the workforce, what even what he gave us in that hour, hour and a half webinar still did not meet the opposition that we came up against as new students with no agency work. Mm-hmm. You know, when we were trying to present our portfolios to them to get a job r- fresh out of design school and we were turned away because we didn't have agency work. <laughs> mm. right. You know, so 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 they didn't they by no means did they help us to, I would say, be fully prepared outside of our skill let me put that outside of our design skill there was there was no way that they helped us at that time to be fully prepared for going out into the world after we got our degrees and then we they had a career um a, a career department where we had career advisors so right before we were leaving we were connected with our own advisors and they would help us look for jobs and this that and the other and they would help us with our resumes this that, and the other but it still was not enough to get those top-tier jobs fresh out of school. You know, it still was not enough or or not anything at all. If you were talking about entrepreneurship, there was nothing at all to help you to build a successful brand studio, graphic design studio, web design studio. They had nothing about business, nothing. Mm -hmm. So that's the only gap that I would see there. And that might be why I gave it, maybe maybe subconsciously, that's why I gave it a 9 and not a 10. (laughs)
0: Okay, so they would have <laughs> added some little courses in there about that. You might absolutely, have to give them a 10. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, I would have. <laughs> okay, well, let's talk about your pet peeves then. Ooh. A pet peeve is a minor annoyance that an individual finds particularly irritating. It's something that may bother you more than it bothers others. So your pet peeve may not be someone else's and Crystal, that's okay. What were your <laughs> pet peeves when it came to taking online courses? Oh, my pet peeves, I would say,
1: and I think I kind of touched on it in my needs. Mm-hmm. I would say vague or nonchalant responses. I hate that. Okay. Especially, I mean, whether it's from a student or or a professor, and when I say student, I, which would be my peers at the time, you know that that's in the, the in the um, discussion board. You know, when they they're like, give you know, give a full brief on how the person could do better give their goods their bads, this this, than the other and people be like oh that's great and that's it how am I going to improve off of that Mm -hmm. I do not like vague and nonchalant responses I do not like it you know this is not you know and back then we weren't using emojis as much you know as we're in an emoji world nowadays but that's what it's kind of like to me I'm asking you feedback so that I can improve and get better and you're giving me that's great that tells me nothing like this, that's not gonna help me grow. So that's one of my pet peeves. And then the other pet peeve, I think I, I did um, kind of touch on uh, out of my needs is confusing instructions. When you just are giving me, a, you're not giving me the full brief. You're just saying at the end of this course, we're going to do this. And today's assignment, I want you to write an essay and um, the essay can be what uh, on whatever you want it to be about. That tells me nothing. You know yeah. what I mean? That, that, don't confuse me. Let, don't let me have to guess through. And then by the time I turn it in, you tell me it didn't meet the standards, but you gave me nothing. So those two <laughs> sounds like a vent, right? But those two are my pet peeves.
0: <laughs> yes. Well, listen, I'm a, I'm a little curious a little bit more. You talked about a discussion board in design school. Yes. So what what did that entail, your discussion? Because it sounded like you said, so you would post something that you've created and then you would... They wanted you to give feedback to your classmates, yes, like a yes. Peer, peer review type of thing. So, yes. So how so how was that overall though during during your experience? Did it help you to grow or not? When
1: I would get good feedback, absolutely, it would help me to grow. Um, so. With our, with our courses, usually when, when we're going into another class for the, for the entire course, they're usually, I think they were about six weeks long, if I can remember, six weeks long. So we're building a project through those whole six weeks. So every week we're delivering a part of that project as we're building it through the six weeks. And so at the end of the six weeks, we're, we're graded and judged on that completed project so every week we're uploading the, like that little part that we would do to build the, the bigger project and so when we would put it in the discussion board which is usually some type of design or whatever we put in this the, the discussion board and then all of our peers including our our professor can see it so underneath there then they have to and and like I said a lot of my professors were very clear, on what you had to do in the discussion board. And we were we were graded on our feedback, you know, feedback to our peers. And so in some cases you would put the image up there and people like, oh my gosh, it's so good. This is so great. Okay, like I said, I don't like vague, but then sometimes they'd be like, this is good. I like how you did this and your use of colors. But, um, this over here, it didn't really make sense to me, even though, as creatives, we can be sensitive about our stuff. <laughs> yeah exactly, <laughs> you know, yeah, but at the end of the day, it's like, oh, well, I didn't think of that because you need to see things from other people's perspective mm-hmm. and not just your own. So, you know, so I think having that constructive feedback, like, you know I, that didn't make sense to me when you put that over there. When you have all this over here, and I didn't really understand it, and I didn't kind, of, I kind of didn't care for it. You know, when somebody tells you that you have to suck it up, and and then you have to look at it from there, I ain't gonna be like, oh, that really didn't make sense. You know, and then you take it out, and then so by the end of the project, if you give these get these good feedbacks. In the discussion board from your peers, from your professor, then you come out with something amazing by the end of the six weeks because you were able to take away what didn't make sense. You were able to, you know, boost up what did make sense. And then by the end, you like, you shock yourself when you get good feedback in the discussion board. So I like the discussion board because I, I had never experienced it, but I liked it on that, on that level.
0: So I yes. hope that answered the question. Did they answer the question? <laughs> oh, definitely. And what you brought up is something that we uh, try to teach educators in that um, praise is often good job, boys and girls, you know, mm-hmm. and you're like, but right. did I do good. And so when I taught this guiding behavior course, one of the um, mindset shifts that we had to do was to learn that you should encourage and encouragement involves specifically stating what the child did well you know, and so mm-hmm. and what yeah. areas they may need to grow in and yes. instead of just saying, good job, Johnny, or, you know, and just brushing it off. Like you said it was just great. Well, what does that right. mean? What was great? Be specific. So I think that's really good that you pointed that out, that that you, you only can grow when you get legitimate feedback, which is absolutely yeah, descriptive. All right. So you've made it to the end, Crystal, to our Dear Professor segment where Mm -hmm. you get the opportunity to share your heart with a fellow professor that you have in mind. So imagine there's this online bulletin board with sticky notes or messages from students to professors. What is the note you would leave one of your online college professors?
1: Oh, that's so good. So I would start like this. (laughs) Dear Professor, I have learned so much in your class. It's clear that you have taken the time to craft lessons that help us as students cultivate a level of excellence that we would take with us throughout our careers. What I love most are our Monday check-in calls you had for us as a class. During this 30-minute to an hour time slot, we were able to ask you questions about assignments, or talk about any challenges we may have faced during the prior week's work. Your feedback was absolutely stellar. Although it felt like you were asking too much of us. Okay, let me be clear, too much of me <laughs> and sometimes of and sometimes it felt like you were saying that our work was not good enough. But now I see that you are stretching us to a design, stretching us to design at a higher level. This has positioned me personally to be an exquisite designer who pays attention to the details, but also a business owner who consistently exceeds my client's expectations because of your push. Thank you for changing my mindset about the work and what I could deliver But more so, a bigger thank you for seeing the greatness in me that I didn't see in myself back then and for challenging me to tap into my highest creative abilities. You will never be forgotten. Sincerely, your
0: former star student, (laughs) Crystal, let me tell you something. I don't know who that professor is, but you need to send that message to that I am. I'm serious. It was so encouraging and very specific. Like you said, you like your instructions to be. yes you you modeled exactly what we just discussed that you would like to receive right oh good i am just wow you have got to send that to that professor do you hear me crystal yes (laughs) and you know it's so funny dr austin because let me
1: tell you when i was writing this i was kind of tearing up because i know exactly who she is she she's even been a mentor for me outside of school for years And, and i'm telling you when i was writing i was like i am sending this to her i haven't talked to her it's been some years since i've talked her, but I was like, I am sending this to her because she has really made, she really has made an impact in my life as a designer, as a person, and just as a business owner in general, she's, she was amazing. She was absolutely, and she challenged me, honey. She challenged me, but she was absolutely amazing. (laughs)
0: Let me tell you, it is such a blessing when a student um, is able to articulate how you have Um, impacted their lives, influenced their lives, inspired them. And Mm -hmm. I don't think, you know, sometimes we hear the bad news from students, but we don't as much as we should from those who are blessed by our gifts and by our um, presence. So I'm telling you today, make that a point before 2023 leaves us that you give that message to her. Okay. I will send it today. Okay. Uh, yes, I look at I still got her email, honey. I will send it today. <laughs> okay. Okay. So as we go, let me share my takeaways from today's conversations. Mm-hmm. Crystal, when you are taking courses online, you need clear instructions, which include the reason or background info as to why you're learning what you're learning, and also includes bullet points with detailed instructions. Right that provides you the opportunity to be successful in whatever you're um endeavoring to complete, and then yes. two, you need a quick response or turnaround so that you can move forward and complete the task, yes, now, I just realized let me see i need to say let me let me let me see your third oh your third one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I did have three different That was good feedback. Yes, I remember that. You need good yes. feedback, and um, and we kind of covered that in detail about how how you need that to be thorough and specific. So was yes. that accurate in terms of the of sharing what you need as an online student? <laughs> Very accurate. You nailed it. <laughs> well, Crystal, this conversation has been so enlightening. I love the fact that you brought a different flavor to the Dear Professor series because you experience online courses um, to expand your knowledge in preparation for Zeeley Creative. Yes. (laughs) And so, I mean, everybody that goes to school has a reason, but Mm -hmm. the fact that it just directly correlated with you building a business is just really special. And with that in mind, let's tell everyone, where to find your products and services. Yes, you can. uh, Look, I'm so excited about this. Okay, but you can
1: um, check out Zeeley Creative. That's Z as in zebra, E-E-L-Y creative.com. And um, on the resources page, there's some free things over there. You can also see where where my book is over there. And yeah, anything that you need to know about your business or branding, is even a blog over there. Feel free to dive in and I hope you find everything that you're looking for. Again, that's z e e l y c r e a t i v e Z-E-E-L-Y-C-R-E-A-T-I-V-E.com.
0: Yes. So you heard it here, zeelicreative.com. Now, is there anything special that you're promoting during the last few days of 2023? I am, and actually, this is this um melts, I guess, or (laughs) melds my
1: businesses together. I am offering uh, affirmation cards for the holidays. I do them every year. Um, You can get them really any time of the year, but definitely this time of the year, a lot of people are really going through um, hard times mentally. You know, through family loss or or just hard times in general with what's going on with our economy. So I think it's really important that we put in place affirmations. So that is the highlighted product that I want you to check out. You can check out those affirmation cards and get your own copy or not copy. Get your own cards (laughs) at affirmingpower.com. That's affirmingpower.com. A-F-F-I-R-M-I-N-G-P-O-W-E-R.com. And you can order your affirmation cards today.
0: Well, that is fantastic. Now, we just want to thank you all for joining us. Remember to comment, like, share, follow, and subscribe. I look forward to spending time with you next week on the Dear Professor series, where college students who take courses online speak their minds. Bye-bye.